Thanks for tuning in and making Res Life a part of your day. Whether this is your first time listening or this is a part of your weekly rhythm, we are glad you're here. If you'd like to connect more throughout the week, check us out at reslife.org, download our app, or follow us on social media. It's time for today's message, so let's dive in. We are excited. We have a panel full of mothers today that are going to answer some great questions that will apply to mothers, parents, and humans. So as long as you fit one of those categories, don't tune out. Uh, It's going to be great. We have Miss Rachel Gillio over here, my mother here. And then hosting this this group, we have the wonderful, the beautiful, the amazing, my wife, Amanda. And uh, we have Dory and Madi here with us. And it is going to be full of wisdom for you guys this morning. Good morning. We invite you into our living room to hear the wisdom from these beautiful ladies. Maddie's kids are ages 6 to 14 ranging. She has four children. Dory has two children and five grandkids. Jeannie, of course, has four kids. One's my favorite. And 19 grandkids. And then Rachel has four children ranging from ages 3 to 10. So we have all stages represented here to bring you the wisdom from the Lord. So we're going to start off with a question. It says, how can a mom or any busy person stay happy when life can be so overwhelming? Dory? How can a a mom stay happy? I don't know. But happy Mother's Day to all of you and bless you as you do all your jobs in the home. And we celebrate you and honor you today. That's what this day is for. But the information is going to be great for everybody. So just keep listening because even the men here have mothers. They had to in order to be here today. And so it's important that we all can listen and let God do a work in our heart. And how can you stay happy? Well, my first thought was, well, take a break, ladies. Um, Go to lunch with one of your friends. Go for a run. Go for a walk. Call a friend. Just just go have a good time. Do something you want to do. Well, the Holy Spirit kind of said, yeah, that'll last for a day. Maybe a little while, but not real long. It's an inside job. And so I went the direction about the inside job. What happens inside our heart? Moms, you've got such an important place in the home. It's like you're the anchor here. I saw a serviceman being interviewed at Christmas, and he went, hi, Mom. And I thought, isn't that amazing? You go to the school things and go, Mom. It's always mom, even though they love dad. It's they, mom does something in that home. And so I just, um, I just want to talk to you just a few minutes about filling your own heart up. And you're the only one who can do it. So if you take a break, take time with the Lord and let him replenish you because no one in the family is going to be able to get anything from you if you're empty on the inside. You can't draw water from a well that's dry. So mom, stay filled up on the inside. And some of my favorite verses, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. Lord, I don't know what to do with that kid. Well, don't lean to your own understanding. Go to him and ask him what's up. 
Because in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your way. The Holy Spirit is waiting to help you. He's your friend. He walks with you. He's there. He says, this is the way, walk ye in it. All we have to do is, like we do with a car, we go to a yield sign, and there's a car coming, and we let him go, and then we pull out and follow him. We didn't pull in front of him. So with the Holy Spirit, you don't want to pull in front of him. You want to yield, let him go, follow him. He'll say, turn here. This is the way. Don't ask him that now. Encourage him. He'll give you all the instruction you need. He will direct your way. Then Psalm 62, 5 through 8. You're going to talk to yourself. It says, my soul, my mind, will, and emotions, wait thou only upon God for my expectation is from him. It's a lot safer to expect from him because he will answer and be faithful. You might have a friend you're expecting from, or he oughta, or she oughta, and you'll be disappointed when your expectation is in something else. Then Matthew 6, 6, when you pray, go to your closet, in secret, and God who sees in secret will reward you openly. He'll hear your prayer and he'll begin working in the thing you're praying about and he'll reward you openly. So you want to go to the Lord to get wisdom as to how to respond to things that are going on in your house. Get a verse in your heart every day memorize a verse. Maybe if you take a week to memorize it. And pretty soon, all the verses kind of hook together. The other day, I was saying one verse of, oh, I know, cast all your care. 1 Peter 5, 7. Cast your care on him because he cares for you. And my brain immediately went to Psalm 91 toward the end of it where it says, call upon me and I will answer you. I will be with you in trouble and deliver you and honor you. What a bunch of promises. So if a mom has to stay happy, you'll only do it if you're in the Word and letting, letting God just fill your life, giving him the information you need to deal with the kids, to deal with the stuff that's going on around about you. But moms, you are so special. God made you. He knew you while you were in your mom's belly. He's got a plan for your life. You are just the only person that's like you, and so you can't compare yourself with anybody. Don't ever feel beneath somebody or above somebody because you need two equals in order to compare. So don't compare and think you're less than someone else. You're unique, and um, God named you. Focus on who God says you are. And he says you're clothed in, in honor and just, just know how God made you and how he sees you. And I want you to know that if you have a bad day on your worst day, Jesus is crazy about you. And he loves you. And he's standing there with open arms for you to fall into them. The reason you want to take care of your own heart is because then you'll respond in a less critical way to your kids and your husband and your family and to others 
because what's in our heart comes out of our mouth. So if you find you're edgy and you aren't saying the right things, something's wrong down here. What is in your heart comes out of your mouth. The mouth speaketh. You get bullies. I'm always amazed when I hear that, that the people are having a hard time with a bully. Think why? What's in his heart came out of his mouth. That doesn't have anything to do with me. Why should I focus on what's in his heart and how he's going to talk to me? If somebody calls me dumb or calls me something, somebody called me a devil last week. <laughs> Made me laugh. It brought joy to my day. You just, you can't let that, that's in their heart, whatever their problem is. What's in the heart comes out of the mouth. So that's why it's so important that you take care of your heart so you can be decent to the rest of your family and you can love each other and support one another. So strength and honor are her clothing. Just remember when you get dressed, strength and honor are your clothing. So I just, I just want to think, you know, love each other. Man, care about how somebody else feels. Care about if a child... If a child is angry a lot, usually it's because they're frustrated, they're fearful, or they've been hurt somehow. And you can see one of those three things behind a kid's action who is angry a lot. They get frustrated, they're going to act out. And so be understanding of what's going on in their heart. And in your homes... Care about the, how the other person feels and desire to be pleasing to God, first of all, in your marriage and with each other. Help one another. If somebody does something wrong, say, well, you're just going to have to go and get help. I see people do this all the time. You go get help. We'll go to a counselor, but you'll go first because you need more help than I do. What's that all about for crying out loud? Let's, we love these people we're with. Let's love them and just walk alongside them and help them with the things that they need. So um, show love and understanding and kindness and support for one another at home. Protect each other in your home. Help each other rather than destroy them. Don't always be blaming and have condemnation and give guilt. Those are the root things that Satan uses. He always wants to condemn us. He always wants to make us feel guilty. Why would you work for Satan? You don't want to have your words give forth those things because those things belong to the other camp. So remember, in a marriage, you are one. Express your love and appreciation for each other. Proverbs 31 says, men, praise your wife. So today is a good chance, if you haven't been doing that, to just praise her today. Remember, out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. Anytime you lose your mouth, there's something going on in your heart. So ask yourself, do you need to forgive anybody? Is there somebody that you're still holding a grudge against? Did someone abuse you or put you down or call you names 
or humiliate you in public where you were really shamed or just treated you unfairly, I just would love you to just let Jesus heal your heart today. He says in Psalm 34, 18, that he's the healer of broken hearts. And he'll set you free from the pain that's in there. Or dad never paid any attention to me, and you carry that with you all your life. And so what I'd like to do is, um, Psalm 34, 18, is the Lord is close to those that have a broken heart. And so we want to pray because down on your knees, you learn how to stand. And so we're going to pray about that. And the best gift you could ever have today is a gift from the Lord and let him heal your heart. He went to the cross and paid for all of our sin, for our healing and he paid for your broken heart. He says, I paid for it. Here's a gift card. Do you want it? Do you, do you want to take it? Do you want healing for that heart? I already paid for it. You don't have to pay me back. I paid for it. Here, you want my gift card? My gift to you is healing of all the hurts that have been in your heart. I'd just like to pray for you for a minute. Father, we come to you. And we're so glad and so thankful of what you did on that cross for us. Why would we not take everything you did for us? So this morning, we receive healing for our broken hearts. We choose to forgive those who have hurt us, because it's only hurting us if we don't forgive. And we let them go. We let them go so that we can receive your healing and receive your gift to us of a healing of a broken heart. Even things that happened to us that made us the kind of parents we are. Father, I know there's hundreds here and out on the internet watching that have broken hearts. And I ask you right now to touch each one of them, and bring healing to the brokenness in their heart so they can live a totally different life and their heart will be healed. We receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Our next question. Yes, go ahead. That was awesome. It's for Jeannie. If your kids are grown, how can you make up for the mistakes that you made? Well, first of all, don't blame me. No. <laughs> don't blame God. Don't blame other people for the... Don't blame your kids. Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. Boy, if Dwayne and I could start all over and raise our kids, we would sure do it different now. I, grandparents are probably better parents just because we've made so many mistakes, and um, yay for grandparents. Um, but First Peter 4.8 says, love covers a multitude of sins. And so just know that it, you need love. You need to love yourself and forgive yourself, and know that um, whatever mistakes you made, 
yesterday, you can make better ones today. So we can take and start our, our future starts today. And um, so, yeah, don't, the devil is the one who comes to create shame and guilt and put you down and put you down. But um, Jesus came to give you life and hope, and he's the source of encouragement. And so we go to him, and um, I love Ephesians 4.22 where it says to put off the old self. That means there's a lot of yucky stuff you got to put off to put on the new. And you know that in the morning, you don't carry, you don't go through your day in your grubbies, your pajamas, or naked. You get on some good clothes that look good and are appropriate for the weather, and you put it on on purpose. And so that's what we're going to do is... Uh, no matter how many mistakes have happened, we're going to just put on the righteousness of God. We're going to put on the word of God. We're going to put on the wisdom of God and, and work at making the best choices we can today. I love that. That's good. Mari. <laughs> She's ready. How can you keep your marriage a priority through the busyness of parenting? I mean, you're busy when you're doing things and you're busy when you're not doing things. Anybody can agree with that? Anybody? Come on now. And let me tell you what, this is a great quote and I gotta, I gotta read it. If it's a priority, you will find a way. If it isn't, you'll find an excuse. And this one, Now, listen, listen. Instead of saying, I don't have time, try saying, it's not a priority, and see how that feels. Ooh, that's good. good. Woo-wee. That was a good one, I know. Let me tell you what, our marriages are so important. And because the question talks about marriages, I'm going to speak on that whether you have children or don't have children, it is a priority to make your marriage very, very important. Very priority. Jess and I, my husband Jesse and I, ever since our children were littles, 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 we would date each other. And we've continued to make that a priority. And our children, when they were little, little, would say, why are you leaving? Why are you leaving us? Do you love us? And we would answer with, it's because we love you that we're going to go on a date. Because when mommy and daddy are good, you're going to be good. When mommy and daddy are strong, you're going to be strong. So do not stop dating each other. It's so important for your kiddos to see that it is a priority that mom and dad have some time away so that home can be strong. Now, I'm going to give a scripture real quick because this is what the Lord says, all right? Watch what he says. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Hey. Yes, that was the first command for our marriage to be fruitful and multiply. I have heard many messages 
on physical intimacy. And let me tell you what, do not disconnect. Do not stop being with each other. It is very important. If you have to schedule it in, I've heard it. I've heard people schedule that in. You better put that on the calendar immediately. It's the best thing to put on the calendar. It's the best Yes, the best thing you can put on the calendar is to put some time away from mommy and daddy to be mommy and daddy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And all the men said, yes. And then I think the men are really going to like this one. Proverbs 5, 18, 19. Let your fountain be blessed. And rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely dear, a graceful doll. Let her breasts fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. That's in the Bible. Let's go. You have permission today. Put it in the calendar. Number two, and and I wanted to say this. Your spouse gets the best of you not what's left of you. And again, with busyness of life, I know we go to work. Some of us stay home, and that's a whole other situation in itself. But you as a wife, you do not give what's left of you. You are the only one who can love your husband the way you are called to. And husbands, in the same way, when you come home, Don't give what's left of you. Give what's best. And you're going to see your marriages and your family continue to be strong. The next thing after physical intimacy is communication. Studies show that 70 to 90% of communication is nonverbal. Come on. Start touching each other. Right? Right. Give a hug. Do a little of this. And Madi, that just takes a moment. Come on. It's not like you have to have a date night yes. to hold your hands or to touch each other or to show a little appreciation. Those take, yes. just seize the moments. Exactly. It's so important. I didn't realize. Yes, that's beautiful. Yes, amen. I didn't realize that in the beginning that touch was important to me. And so when my husband would come home and he wouldn't give me a hug, all of a sudden, I was just mad. I was just, and I didn't know at the time. I thought it was because I'm a Mexican and that just happens to us. But really, it's because that was my language, love language that I didn't realize I, it was important to me. So find each other's love language and really give the best of each other. And then... Um, Trust. Words are seeds. Words are seeds. Words are important, just like you were saying. It is important what you say to each other and in front of your children. It is important. It is important that you tell your husband that he is the man. Some, some of you ladies just need to learn how to say those words. You are the man. Hey. You are the only man. Come on. And some of your husband need to come in and say, girl, you are the one for me. 
Words are so important. Take some time. Like you said, it doesn't take much. It's when you walk in that house, when you walk in that door, make your marriage such a priority. Speak truth. I got I to gotta say an example. Dwayne would say these compliments and about the food, and he'd compliment this. And Daniel, you were like three or four. I mean, you're still, your talk was really cute. And he would try to out, outdo his dad. You know that little boys are competitive, but they hear how dad talks about mom or, or says thank you. And so he'd like, oh, these green beans are the best in the world. The Chinese can't make them this good. I mean, he'd come up with these... <laughs> trying to outdo his dad. So they're listening to what you say. (laughs) You're teaching them. Absolutely. What you do, they will do. Oh, I love that so much. Rachel, this one is for you. In what ways can friends, family, or a husband encourage someone while they are parenting? That is fantastic. So one of my favorite verses, which I know it's quoted at weddings a lot, is Ephesians 5. 26 in the message version, because it's more words. Husbands, go all out in your love for your wife, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving, not getting. Christ's love makes the whole church whole. Your words evoke your wife's beauty. Everything that you do and say is designed to bring the best out of her, dressing her in dazzling white silk, radiant and holy. And that is how a husband ought to love his wife. They're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one. So I would say, how can a husband encourage me? Because my husband does. I would say he is the one who sees what I do for 95% of my life. It's hidden. It's behind a closed door. Everybody might see me at church with a smile on my face. He sees me in a mom bun and yoga pants and morning hair, like just real life. And the fact that he calls out beauty and that he calls out, Rachel, you are persevering. Rachel, you are making a difference in our home. Rachel, you are the best thing that I wake up to. I can't wait to get home to you. That encourages me because I would say as a mom, most of my life is quite isolated other than my four beautiful children (laughs) because I am homeschooling and I'm a stay-at-home mom. And it's incredible what that does. He calls it out and he rises up. God is my farmer, but he is tending to the farm. I'd say God planted the seeds in me, but he is farming me every day. He is literally laying himself down to say, I know what my wife was created for. I am going to help her get there. So husbands, you have such a power. Dads, you have such a power until that time comes. Or if there isn't a husband, men, your words shape and are given so much creative power as you affirm my dad saying all of my life, Princess, I have never been more proud of you. And because of Jesus, you can accomplish anything. My dad shaped me and handed me off. But to this day, almost 40 years old, when my dad says, I've never been more proud of you, it could just, there's nothing that gets to a heart than those men in your life. The next thing would be a friend. 
So I am very vulnerable because I have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 5- and a 3-year-old, and my kids don't worship the ground that I walk on every day. In fact, there are moments in my parenting where I need to follow the instructions on an aspirin bottle. Store in a cool, dark area where it's 70 degrees away from children and pets. You say, Rachel, you get there? Yeah, I do. I do get there. Sometimes I feel like I'm living in a zoo. That's why I have these animal dots on. (laughs) And I understand there are moments where I've had sit-down talks with our pastors and children's ministry about what my children have done. I am living this out with you. And as a mom, there's nothing more vulnerable that you feel than raising your children. Everyone can say something about my cooking. I can handle how to change ingredients in a pan. But when I'm shaping and forming our family's legacy, it is much more impactful. So for women to come side by side of each other, a friend is given a lot of authority in a mother's life. A grandmother, a spiritual mother, a spiritual grandmother is given such an authority in a mother's life. And the biggest example I had in this was in Numbers 14, where the 10 spies went out to the promised land. I'm sorry, 10 went and two went, so 12 total. 10 brought back a very bad report. It's awesome. There is great fruit, but there's no way that we're gonna have victory there. That's our legacy, moms. That's our legacy. That promise is our children are taught of the Lord and great is their strength and they have inherited the kingdom and this world will not tell them that they have not inherited the kingdom. And you need two friends who are going in and saying, Rachel, I see the promise in your kids. Madi, I see what your kids do when you and Jesse aren't there. I see what your grandkids are doing, Dory. Jeannie, do you have any idea the impact that your children are having in the churches that they're planting? I see promise. I see victory. And if God says he's going to give it to us, he's going to give it to us. And that, what that does in Numbers 14, 24, this is God's view of two powerful friends who tell you that, Mom, you've got this. Numbers 14, 24, the Lord said, because my servant, Caleb, has a different attitude and has wholeheartedly followed me, I will bring him to the land he has already explored and his descendants will possess it. So there are giants trying to take away our kids' identity. There are giants trying to steer their focus onto video games or onto, their, onto who they have to be, who they have to look like. But our promise is there. So a a power of a friend is huge. And find some two friends who, when your kids are having a meltdown, they say, you've got this, mom. Your children are powerful leaders. They are going to inherit the kingdom. They are going to remember who they are in Christ because you are sowing the most important thing is not soccer or grades. The most important thing is that when a serpent comes to your kids and says, bow to me, eat of this, and you will live, they say, excuse me, 
It is written that this is how I live my life. And because mamas, you've stored into the safe house of your kids' hearts that their weapon is this. That's what we do, and that's how we encourage each other as friends. I love it. Yes, well, thank you all so much. Go ahead and give the panel a hand for their beautiful wisdom that they have brought. That this is how I live my life. And because mamas, you've stored into the safe house of your kids' hearts that their weapon is this. That's what we do, and that's how we encourage each other as friends. I love it. Yes, well, thank you all so much. Go ahead and give the panel a hand for their beautiful wisdom that they have brought. Thanks for listening. We hope you've been encouraged by this message. For more information, if you're in need of prayer or just want to connect with the community, go to reslife.org, follow us on social media, or email us anytime at reslife at reslife.org. We hope you have a blessed day, and we will see you again soon.